Tony, you're sounding weird. Am I? Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yeah, you're speaking yes. well away from the mic. I think I was, yeah, I was directed away from the mic, so, yeah. Also, anyway. you probably need the mic a little bit closer to you. It looks a little further away than normal. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Now I can't looks see like it. Your, looks like your beard is uh, talking. Hello, I am a microphone. <laughs> Actually, the beard's not even moving, so it's just like... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I don't even know how you're managing that. You're just talking with your upper head? Are you Canadian? I can see the beard moving. Oh, come on. Who who gets the reference? Oh, yeah. I did. Okay. Blame Canada. I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> I'm not your pal, buddy. Welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, on the last episode, uh, we are... <laughs> what? Nothing. Oh. I was snickering at what we actually did on the last episode. Uh, uh, on the last episode, we accomplished nothing. Um... But the heroes did arrive down in Clear Meadow. They spoke, to, uh, Tabitha spoke to some spirits, and uh, Gregory grew up. So, I, I'm sorry. I kind of feel like it was like a Disney like montage of puberty. Was there like, like the, the little circular sparkles going up? And well, it's not even that. Like the from the uh, Lion King where they're walking along. It's the circle of life. So then uh, you you guys arrived in Clear Meadow and Thomas uh, called the guards off. They were originally, they seemed very easily spooked at the moment. They were aggressive towards you until Thomas calmed them down and it brought you in and was about to begin explaining uh what they have seen and that they're really grateful the fact that you're here uh but before we get into that we're gonna do a quick round of introductions uh so first of all a would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself sure uh my name is brian i play a the fighter of the group who's also a seer elf Se- seer elf yeah that's right right not a seal elf yeah that's right um our, our, yeah, yep. Um, usually the quiet person of the group, but uh, you know, I have my moments. So we'll see if uh, I can cause a little havoc in this episode. So we'll right. see. Up next, Jethal, do you want to go and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Uh, my name's Chris. I play Jethal, the wizard, the awesome, awesome wizard uh, of the group. Uh, I am also a seer elf. Uh, not a high elf. Not a high elf. Those don't exist in here. Cause I got I high. Believe. Cause I got high. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm, you know, curious to see what's going on. What they're all spooked about? Cause we haven't heard of. We we know what's going on, but we. According to the message from Master Ganthus, he hasn't seen or heard anything around in Conovis, so I guess we'll see if that... Alright. Up next, uh, Toromir, do you want to go and introduce yourself? Uh, hello there, everyone. This is Brandon. I play Toromir, the Dwarf Monk. And uh, just uh, wondering what's going on there, you know, just on that army approaching with landing an airship and all this fun stuff, and... Uh, I'm really kind and of wondering your why Craigery didn't make this noise when he grew up. Ah, oh, it's not playing for you guys. Oh, that's disappointing. All right, well, we'll get a bypass set then. Um, but yeah, just uh, tell me excited to, uh, to uh... kind of figure out what's going on with this wolfen who beat the crap out of him earlier. There's going to be a lot of confused people because you've changed your accent. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. You know, it's how I always talk, you know? <laughs> All right. He, does he get to do that the whole season? He can do whatever he wants. 
Yeah, this season Brendan's Australian, and uh, then he goes into <laughs> Scottish accent for the dwarf, and it's just really hard for him because he's going to keep going back and forth. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll actually stop that. <laughs> to anyone in the audience who may be, you know, from an Anzac region. Look forward to season four when we'll have Russian Brandon. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Oh, hello there. I, I would like to cast Punch. <laughs> Did I successfully cast Punch? <laughs> what dice do I have to roll? <laughs> I have now turned to drinking vodka instead of tea. It is great. <laughs> uh, up next, Tegan. Would you like to go and introduce yourself? <laughs> oh. My name's uh, Chris. Uh, I'm Chris number two. Um, I'm s- I play Stegan. Stegan. Stegan Stegan. Stegan. You're really stumbling over Stegen? your words there. Stegan. Stegan oh Stumbleduck. Uh, the gnome oh sorcerer. Um, you know what you always he, say. You have to say that carefully. You weren't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, and right now, he's a little upset about not being able to do the phantom flying maneuvers. He was hoping that maybe if he did all the manu- maneuvers that uh, Moneybags was doing, that maybe he could like be partially flying be the ship boy? or something. So that didn't work, so he went and talked to his friends. Moneybags has a name, you know. He does does he, do you have money. friends? I do. I've got... Uh, 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 um, I, oh yeah, so many of them. <laughs> so, so many. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> All right. And last, Tabitha, oh would you like to go and introduce yourself? I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. All right. I'm Jess. Um, I play Tabitha, who is the rogue. Uh happling and she has Francis the badger who is a mature companion uh, and now Gregory who has gone through a growth spurt and is now a juvenile uh, owl bear uh, wait so has yay. like has Francis gotten into like scotch and fine cigars and <laughs> he does the washing up at night it's the washing up at <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, Eddie Izzard reference there. All right. So, uh, you guys uh, approach into the the, the the city walls, or the stone, or I'm talking about the wooden, they're like essentially tree trunk posts uh, that are make up the Tony, walls. Tony, stop and think about what you're I saying. Don't even know then what. continue. So, you guys approach in through the wooden city walls of Clear Meadow that are actually being guarded and the doors are closed uh, for the first time that you've seen it. And the entire populace of it seems rather spooked uh, at the moment. They're all very nervous. Thomas honestly seems like the least scared of everyone, or of, of the people, even though he still seems a bit on edge. Uh... He's seen a bit more, probably, than most of the people here. Yeah, he has PTSD after the last time. Yeah, I think he's kind of uh, pushing that down at the moment, or trying as much as he can. He doesn't. Oh yeah, because that could never go wrong. Absolutely not. Yeah, conceal, don't feel. It's it's a great policy. Just let it go, Tony. Just let it go. So he comes up to you guys and goes. I have to tell you what's going on here. I'm so grateful you're here. Um, to we desperately need your help. I mean, Wayne and Lucas are the only other people who have any real experience dealing with much of a threat to the city at all. I mean, Vidi is powerful, but she's not really. According to her, she's not much in a fight. So. I mean, that leaves pretty much the, the rest of the defense up to me. And, I mean, I don't think that three of us, one former adventurer, can really be a challenge at all whatsoever to an army. I, I feel like we're simply going to be a, a bump on the road to wherever this army is heading. But 
Um, I'm the only one who's seen it so far. They're probably less than a day away at this point. They could strike really at any point. We have lookouts on the uh, walls right now. There is this massive army of zombies and all kinds of undead. I don't know where it came from. Or even what where they're heading, but they're they're, or where they're ultimately heading there. But they're definitely going to run into and probably through our city on their way. Um, is that your airship you guys flew in on? It is now. I I'm the co 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 pilot. Did no no, you're no not. he's not. Did did the so did you guys have that airship before? Because I don't think I recall uh, you guys seeing it's, having it last time. It's a recent acquisition. Yeah, we found it. Uh, however, you got it. I mean, that's that's great. Um, and also, like behind you, pour out the rest of the group, including Shale and Jarman and Marin and Alina and everyone else that was with you guys. So you have a veritable, you know sizable adventuring force uh, at your disposal at this point. Uh, you even have Mad Marwood the Goblin, too. That's, that's my friend. That, that, Mad Marwin. <laughs> He's a friend. You can't even call him the right name. Mad. Maddie is my friend. What's his last Maddie. name? Maddie. Marwin. Is, Mar- is he Wood. okay? Marwin. Is he okay with you calling him Maddie? Or is he going to get mad at you? I don't know. Ask him. Hey, Maddie, are you okay with me calling you Maddie? No. Oh. <laughs> what do you want me to call you? Marwood. Marwood. Okay. Whatever. It's Marwood's my friend. <laughs> he kind of does this, like, sort of, like, slow look at the rest of the group, like, without saying a word, but the... Is this guy for real type look? And then just kind of looks back and kind of gives you the fake smile like, hey, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> they share a love of explosives. It's true. One intentional, one not so much. Pretty much. So, oh, you you brought reinforcements with you too. Uh, yep. No, I think well. they just came because I think they're going to do th- bad things to their city too uh i but mean your reinforcements are gonna do bad things to our city no 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 that tegan is he's he's lost his mind um he's on the sauce again yeah <laughs> clearly no 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 they we found we we had some dealings uh i guess you could say i don't know maybe dealings is a bad word but we had a task that we completed in uh what is it uh what is that town malatoon 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 and uh you know this is we helped these folks and uh then we found out about this army and so we just left straight away to come here to help and try and see you know if we can help or try and do whatever we can. Help? Do you want to say help yep. again? Do whatever we can and help. <laughs> okay, well, let me... I mean, so w- which one of you is the probably the best tactician? Because we don't really have anyone who is good at strategizing a uh, city defense here. Um but I can I can tell you what I saw. I saw the army before I fled here. Um, I have some of the other farmhands with that those that were able to escape with me um, that can help out too. But uh, there's not many. Marin, Marin's obviously the best tactician among us. Okay. W- w- which one of you is Marin? Marin steps forward, and goes, "I am." So, tell me. What was I'm sorry. What was your name again? Uh, it's it's Thomas. It, Thomas. Um. So, w- what exactly is the army that we're looking at here? Thomas takes a quick moment and kind of inhales. 
exhales and goes, so there are, it's mostly zombies, but I mean, they, there are hundreds of them. It, I mean, they, it, they, it seemed like the entire landscape was nothing but zombies behind them, that it was just kind of moving earth almost. It looked like just gray tide of zombies. He goes, okay, just zombies? No, no, there was a lot more. There was uh, this, these things, uh, huge, like, towering beings. Uh, but they were zombies, too. But they were, you know, bigger than buildings. And they were able to pick up trees and either swing them around like clubs or throw large boulders. Well, that's not good. He goes, okay, so we have zombies and we have, I'm guessing, zombified giants or ettins or something i'm guessing is I, I i didn't get a good look other than the fact that you know i i maybe come up to their ankles in height so uh and then the uh there was also a uh a few uh things that were flying they, they uh winged two clawed feet looked like a dragon but smaller um and there were people riding on them. He goes, okay, so looks like a dragon, but only with feet. Did it have front arms as well? No, it didn't have front arms. Okay, probably wyverns, I'm guessing. Um, okay, so we have wyverns and riders on the wyverns, okay. So were the wyverns alive? Uh, no, they look like zombies too. Okay. Okay. So, is is that all that you saw? I wasn't there for that long, so I didn't really see everything. But I, I think so. Okay. So, so she turns. Marin turns back to the rest of you and says, "All right. So here's what we're looking at. We have a giant arm of the undead. From what Zane over there said, there's a dark wolfen that is leading them." doesn't sound like Thomas saw him necessarily, but um, if this guy is, is leading the army, then that's uh, probably an indication he's in there somewhere too. Um, Tormer, you said you battled with him once, is that correct? I wouldn't really say battle so much as we were pretty much as playthings. So he was considerably stronger than you, is what you're saying. Right. It might help if we found an adolescent girl with a knife made out of obsidian. I think that'd be helpful in this situation. Or, Possibly. Uh, never mind. Never Possibly. Okay. Well, uh, that aside, so... Okay. I'm sorry, Tony. So what, so, what, so what is their interest in Green Meadow? Are they just here clear to meadow? burn and, and clear raise the, the our clear meadow, whatever green meadow? It's all a meadow. Um, what what's their interest? What's the meadow with you? <laughs> yeah, what's the matter with you? It does it have to do with the caves, like the uh, undead last time. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, didn't Zane say they were on their way to Malatune? So is this just a pit stop? Po- possibly. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Zane, Zane kind of says, well, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. By the way, is Zane still tied up and being carried around, or did you guys let him go? That's a good question. I'm assuming he's I still tied up. before I start talking. I'm assuming well, he's still, he's still tied up. Okay, he's in so the Zane, Zane, can't, Zane doesn't okay. say anything yeah. then. Yeah, or we okay. created a break and put you, Zane you kind of, Yeah, you kind of bar- tied him up and barricaded him in. No, no. So yeah. So in, in answer to your question, no, we, we don't know why uh, why they would be coming to Clear Meadow. Um, There's no relics or anything that you guys house within, or found anything recently that would be something that they would be after or anything. If anyone would have found anything, the only one I could could think of would be Wayne. I mean, he's the only one who really ventures that much outside the city. Do they just want beer? <laughs> I, I've, 
you know, Marin look kind of like does like a slow turn to look at you at the air and goes, "Are you suggesting that zombies drink beer now?" I mean, it's magic beer. I mean, get get that zombie a puppers. I'm still wondering. Do you honestly think zombies drink beer, or are you trying to make a joke right now? I, I can't really tell. You never know. They 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 <laughs> just do whatever they do. Fair enough. Is there someone we could ask? Like, uh, if zombies drink beer, we should. We should no. ask. Master Ganthus said, "Wouldn't know, right?" Anyone else we'd a- we could ask? I mean, we can tomorrow. I mean, the, there's one person who would know if zombies drank beer, and that would probably be Rallos. Yeah, I, just I mean, he Rallos. would be the authority on the matter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you'd have to you'd have we... to get in touch with them first. Yep. I'm just curious that. at I'm very curious of what what reason they would have to come to this little small village of nothing out in the middle of nowhere. Now, is it something that they have to pass through here on their way to the place that they're heading? Uh, like, is this the only pathway? So, does anyone have any? Uh, I guess anyone can give me either a survival check or a if you have like geography ooh, ooh, ooh. lore. Or anything. Ah, like I can that. do lore geography and sur- lore ah, I can do all sorts of lore. Uh, geography lore or like map lore or things like that. That would help you out with this, and it would be a much lower DC than. Uh... Yes, Tabitha has any lore. She has all the lores at a minimum rank. Sure. Because Tabitha knows a little bit about everything. Is she lording it over us? Mm-hmm. Damn straight I am. All right. I got an 18. So, Tormir and Athir, I uh, think that... What did they get? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Tormir... Uh, would I, let's go ahead and go around the room. So, <laughs> Tor- <laughs> Tormir, what did you roll? Uh, apparently high enough. I rolled a 21. And Athir, what did you roll? Ha-ha. I got a 22. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice day uh-huh. for fishing. Uh-huh. Uh, Tegan, oh, yeah. what'd you get? I got a 19. And Jathal, what did you get? I'm bringing up the rear with a 14. Alright, and Tabitha, you rolled on geography lores, and you got... I rolled anything! Because you have, you have a, uh, a feat that gives you uh base bonus of your level to all i got a 28 in survival yeah well i mean you're you're probably better off with actually the geography lore so um so tormir and ethir having seen the area from the air and also having been traveled on it through the ground both assess that if anyone was wanting to head towards malatune I mean, the, 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 uh, there's a lot of wooded terrain and a lot of rough terrain. There's, you know, small bluffs and things like that between Clear Meadow and uh, Malatune. But there is a steady, uh, fairly decent-sized road that travels between them. And right in the middle of that road is the city of Clear Meadow. So it's potentially likely that... Clear Meadow happens to simply be on the path that they would take. That they would take, uh, as far as uh, you guys would go, you know, assess based upon survival. Furthermore, Tabitha knows that the that the, um, if you were to take uh, mapped out any other direction but the road that goes right through Clear Meadow, it would uh, lead you into some much more difficult areas. So we're just in the uh, way, is what we're saying. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, all of you guys can assess at this point that Clear Meadow is in the way of the army. So, uh, what what kind of uh, town are we talking about for size? Are we talking about a town that we could evacuate and uh, get the the people away from, or you know, I mean, do we really need to engage this massive army and try to defend a small town which they don't really even care about? The town is, uh, if you had to hazard a guess, uh, without having exact numbers, anywhere between you know four hundred to five hundred people. So it's not, I mean, it's not a, it's not a nowhere, but it's also not really much of a town. It's. I have a question. Yes. 
is this a very defensible spot since you said that that there was like ravines and cliffs is there a place that we could kind of box them in or you know make it a difficult way for them to get past where it would decrease the effectiveness of their numbers I don't know Mike my- i.e. the uh 300 you know, Battle of Thermopylae. So anyone who has warfare lore or, you know, can roll that to figure out what is the best, uh, how defensible Hey, I've got that one too. I got a 30. Oh man, you had to show me up, Tegan. I got a 24. Okay. So you got a 24, Tegan got a 30, and what did you get on your warfare lore, Tabitha? 23. Alright. So, uh, the three of you together, uh, would assess that the city itself, it does have walls, so it is somewhat defensible. Uh, but these are not, I mean, for any kind of siege weaponry would probably go right through the walls. Well, they have wyverns, which ignore walls. Would go definitely over the walls. Uh, and also the, the giants probably could break down the walls, most likely. Um, Smash! But, so the, the walls themselves, I mean, will hold back the tide of the zombies uh, for a bit. But probably will not, you know, you probably wouldn't be able to withstand a long duration siege. You don't have like a massive moat or castle walls or anything like that. Uh, That being said, it is relatively difficult terrain outside of the cities uh, if you go a little ways down the path. So the the road itself uh, is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 60 to 80 feet wide at parts. As it nears Clear Meadow, it widens because the road essentially can pass around the city of Clear Meadow. Uh, but if you were to go maybe you know a quarter mile down south from Clear Meadow, it does narrow down to about sixty to eighty feet wide, enough for you know a handful of carts to be able to clear, easily pass each other without much difficulty uh, in going in both directions. Um, are we ahead of the army, or are we traveling behind the army? The army is further south of you, heading north. So you, the ar- you are in the path that the army is going to travel, but the army is not here yet. And, okay. And how, about how many people did you say were here? Uh, yeah. Probably somewhere between 400 to 500. How many can we take with the airship? If you are willing to have... Just about everyone be incredibly uncomfortable. You might be able to fit half of them, um, but it would be it would you know you would not be able to endure really long voyages with that many people. So I think I think we have some options whether we decide to stay and fight or try to evacuate. Evacuate would be good because then we can get to Econovus. Isn't Econovus? Not Econovus. Malatune. Isn't Malatune fortified? Malatune is much more fortified. Um, at least the the Malatune proper is fortified. The sprawl that's around Malatune, uh, like where the centrifugal governor and all that area, is not as well fortified, being that that's outside the mountain. Uh, also, the do- large uh, doors don't look like they could be easily closed anymore because they have been modified to be much more ornamental. Uh, at this point, so it's likely that you could maybe enclose the army marching up the path through the doors into into essentially having to funnel down and, and lose the advantage of numbers there. But it's unlikely that you'd be able to stop them out of the, the doors of Malatune, most likely. Tormir would like to make a uh, religion check to see if it's likely that um, anyone who had fallen in battle could then be risen and used against us based off the information so far. Okay, go ahead. Can I do it too? Never sure. mind. A- a- anyone well, anyone I mean, with well, religion. Well, the thing is, is uh, well, Tormir is the one having the thought right now. Yeah. yeah so, so, never mind. Yeah, I, so I just, t- uh, Tormir rolled a 29. Or Tor- okay. Tormir got with, a 29. With a 29 in religion, um, you would assess if they have a powerful necromancer with them, uh, it is not unlikely that they could potentially anyone who falls on the side of the living could join the side of the dead. And they have much larger amount of people. At they Malibu. they would have to have a powerful enough necromancer to do so. But um, if this is one of the forces under Kundal, uh, it's not uh, it's not impossible to think that they 
may have a powerful enough necromancer. Let, let's be realistic here, though. I don't think that what we have here is going to be enough to stop this army. Uh, just doesn't sound like they've got a whole... Like, if we had a a standing army and not just some militia guys that found a pitchfork in the, the barn, you know, maybe. But... And, uh, sorry, and about how far south was the report to that army? So we, uh, Thomas told you that he estimated that they, they, they booked it out of there. I mean, the army, an army that size can't move incredibly fast. Not the right. same as like a group of people. But he and the farmhands escaped and ran north and said that the army's up somewhere between half a day to a day away. So you have less than 24 hours at this point before the army would be on be at the city alright so I can't help but think that if we try to battle, battle them head on right now it's only going to further fuel their army while causing us considerable losses here and if we can potentially evacuate most of the village and the rest leave on foot with horses or any sort of cart or something like that I think it's a lot safer for everyone I just don't want to fuel their battle I think we need to get no appreciable effect I think we need to get back uh, to uh, Malatoon and prepare the city with the, the evacuees coming so they, they need to understand the threat that's coming so we need to get as many people into the airship as possible and then the rest like you mentioned get on horse and cart that way we can get back to the city prepare the city for that what what's coming because i don't think we'll stop it here Marin kind of gestures at both tormir and ethir and kind of is like can you guys come here for a moment she tries to pull the two of you guys off to the side yeah what's up so i didn't want to say this in front of everybody um but i i did see a large what looked like a robot or some sort of a large, uh, you know, construct of some sort that was in your airship in the uh, cargo bay. Is that uh, usable? Yeah, Jethol can pilot it. Or Tegan. <laughs> I can do um, it. Because, I mean, that looks, from what I could tell, like it could match, you know, a giant, if not multiple giants, and possibly cause significant uh, losses on their side. I, I don't know. Is can it be controlled remotely? It has to be piloted directly. Okay. However, my biggest concern is with the the wyverns. Without being able to control them sufficiently, I don't see a way we can win this fight. Does your airship have any armaments? It does, but it's not fast enough to maneuver against them. And fi fighting here, we if we're fighting here or fighting at Malatune, we're still fighting the same. But sure. we'll have more uh, reinforcements and a better position because Malatune's located within the mountain, right? Malatune, yes, yeah. Well, the the inner part of Malatune is entirely within the mountain. The wyverns won't be all that useful there. Although, I, I will uh, say, if we really do want to fight them here, the best use of the airship against the Wyverns would be as an element of surprise held off to the last second. And probably battle them from a range they can't attack from and force them to head straight on. I, I'm not an expert in Wyverns. Did they... Are, are they like dragons? Can they... This is Mar Marinesson. Are they like dragons? Can they breathe fire? I don't know. Do either of you guys have knowledge arcana or have arcana? Oh, why, yes, I do. Unless I can use mountain lore. I got a 28 in our arcana check. Okay. Uh, you know that uh, wyverns cannot. They, they have no breath weapon. They do have, uh, like, poisonous barbs on their tail, but they... they don't have any attack that would be ranged at all. They would be melee only, essentially. Uh, no, okay. No, no, of course. No, Wyverns. No breath. 
No, you don't okay. have to worry about that. Just don't get stung by them. That's fine. You'll be fine. Okay. So, I mean, you could be right, Toromir, that if uh, the airship were brought in at that point, that we could possibly pick them off at range. I just, I, I feel like if this city would wouldn't be that difficult to evacuate. Um, it would. We probably have enough time if we wanted to get get everyone out. The areas outside of Malatune, uh, outside the mountain, there's. I I don't know the exact population, but there's easily a thousand people there. If would we intend to take the battle to them outside the mountain before those people fell, or would we try to evacuate them into the mountain as well? Of course we get them into the mountain. There's plenty of space there. Okay. And we happen to have someone higher up within the organization of the city who could potentially help us. It's true. Two people, actually. Not to mention there are more of these robots. Oh, no, sorry. There's more of these constructs back at town, so I can't imagine this. Yeah, there was Unum and Diem. Huh. Okay. I I I mean, the evacuating the town is a uh, is starting to sound like a better plan. Um. I guess the only question is now is, can you convince those living here to abandon their town without a fight? Well, I think it's it's kind of a no-brainer you stay you'll likely lose the town and your life you leave you know they might even leave the town alone if it's not a threat to them from a from a tactical and logical standpoint i do not disagree with you at all Athir. but you also understand that this is people's lives you're asking them to uproot and when you ask that of people logic and tactics don't always occur to them. They, they they can return and they're more likely to return to something intact that uh, wasn't a battleground. Tegan kind of squirms his way in and says, I can convince him. I can convince anyone. Oh, sweet Christmas. <laughs> Ma- Marin, Marin, oh, go ahead. Okay. Marin kind of looks at him and goes, I don't want to believe you, but you did successfully convince people about Zane earlier and I have no idea how you did that so I believe him and she looks at the rest of the group I have a Let's magnetic personality try. no harm in trying just keep your pants on I've got an idea Let's talk to the rest of the group, and then I think I have a way to kind of motivate people. Okay. Is it berries? Absolutely. (laughs) It's a very good idea. All right. uh, Marin looks at Tegan. You want to gather gather everyone in our group together, and uh, we'll hear Toromir's plan out? Where's where's Wayne and uh, what's his name? Lucas. Lucas. Luke. They're probably over at the Darkshade Brewery, most likely, you would guess. Should probably first address them, because they might be able to help uh, convince the townsfolk, since they're probably, uh, well, they're part of the town. Man, looks at you guys. Do, do you have a good uh, rapport with them? No, oh, we helped them out a bit. Okay. We sure. saved their beer. And their lives. <laughs> I, I, I would probably favor saving life over beer, but yes, I, I understand both. <laughs> yes, uh, go bring them as well. I think if we can have, uh, if we have come up with a good plan, having those that live here, especially if they're viewed with uh, a posit- in a positive light among the town, probably going to have a better uh, better chance of convincing everyone else. So it's a good idea. Tegan, go grab them. Okay. okay. Well, don't actually don't grab them. Beer. Just Tell them to come. Yeah, okay. whatever you do, do not grab their legs. It's not so, okay. Where do you guys uh, okay. plan on meeting uh, with the whole group? Like, wh- where do you 
do you want to meet back on the airship? Do you find a building? Do you meet at the what? brewery? Oh, let's say at the foot of the airship. Okay. Or hull. So eventually Tegan rounds up everyone and you have your the the whole member all the members of the rebellion, uh, your party, and you know, when the last three people to show up are Tegan along with Wayne who walks up. Uh, it looks like he's removed the gloves, but he's still wearing the apron that he norm- that he wears a lot when he's uh, working in the brewery. Uh, and uh, next to him, and su- and being supported by uh, one of Wayne's arms, is uh, Lucas, who is walking on what looks to be makeshift uh, crutches, but is being supported by uh, Wayne at the moment. What happened to your legs? Out of game, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's a good recall, Tony. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, in the uh, skills challenge when you guys escaped uh, from the collapsing uh, caverns after destroying the uh, failed Dracolich uh, ritual, uh, one of Wayne's legs was broken. Or, I'm sorry, That's one of right. Lucas's legs was broken. So, That's right. It looks like was he's... that Tormir's fault? I'm pretty sure that was Tormir's fault. Uh, actually, no, it was Tegan's fault because Tegan decided to dive back down the uh, cliff and uh, Wayne and Tormir went to save Tegan. So It's always Tegan's Wayne, fault. Uh, Wayne, uh, Lucas looks like he's doing better. He was on complete bed rest when you last left. He's up and moving now, but he's on crutches. So... Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Lu- Lucas and Wayne approach the foot of the airship, and Lucas uh, kind of props himself up a little bit and tries to, you know, puff out his chest and try to look as strong as he can. And he's like, so, Tegan here tells me, uh, have a plan to save the town? Yeah, everyone needs to leave immediately. He, he kind of has a bit of a shock look, and then Wayne looks over him and looks back and he goes to save the town we have to abandon the town that doesn't make any sense if you stay here and well, fight all that's gonna happen is everyone's gonna die there's no way around it we can try to help as best we can but this isn't the most defensible position and the manpower just isn't there the experience isn't there we can do the best we can but I'm worried about the loss of life and then that loss of life then empowering the army that's now heading northward. Wayne goes, but this is where we live. This is this is where we've set down roots. And, I mean, you can't just expect all of us to just pack up and say, oh, well, there's an army coming. Let's just bail. And Lucas looks and kind of holds up one hand, leans back on his crutches a little bit because he loses balance slightly. And uh, goes, no... I, I understand. I don't want to leave any more than you do, but I I mean, if it's a matter of life or death, I mean, towns can be rebuilt. Uh, we can't bring people back. Oh, that was the line well, I was going to use. Well, not bring you people can back, bring them back. As not zombies. <laughs> well, to be honest, too, you know, we fight here. The town will, will likely get uh, quite damaged. We leave here and don't battle here. Maybe the town gets burned or maybe gets left alone. We don't know. But uh, we know what will happen if we stay. Wayne uh, stands there for a good long while and just kind of seems deep in thought for a moment. Lucas then kind of speaks up before Wayne has a chance to finish his thought and says, all right. How can we help? All right. So it's going to take some convincing. I've got a bit of a motivational speaker over here who wants to give a shot at it. But just in case that doesn't work, we're going to need some assistance in rounding people up and getting them over to the airship. And those that can't make it on, rounding up as many horses and carts as you can to help get people out of here. We definitely don't have enough horses and carts to get everyone out, but I mean, we could probably get enough people out that 
you know, we can make way. So I will, I, I'm not going to be, you know, this is Lucas talking. He says, I'm not going to be much uh, good at uh, running around town and rounding people up. It kind of looks down at his leg for a moment. That sounds like but, a job for Tegan. Yes. I, I mean, if anyone uh, refuses to leave, I can have a talk with them. But I've, I've got a way to um, maybe reach a wider audience all at the same time. Tegan, can you come with me onto the airship, please? Sure. Do, 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 do. Am I going to fly? You're not going to fly, but you're going to get to do something. Ooh, sweet. All right. What's the name of the the ship again? Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser. Okay. Jethal, did you leave the uh, the gem on board Storm Chaser, or did you nope, remove it? Sure when you didn't. Left? I took it. No, you didn't. Just like last time. Bold. I took it. I am Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get since since both Jethal and Tormir had opportunity. I'm gonna do evens or odds. So, Tormir, call even or odd. If you're right, you have it. Well, I'm even because Tor- or because Jethal is odd. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so I rolled a 13. So Jethal is the one who is currently in possession of the gem. Jethal, I need the gem, please, real quick. Uh, uh sh- sh- sure. Here you go. I'll just hand it All to right, you. Thanks, mate. Well, that was easily solved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have no reason to think he's going to do anything bad with the ship. So, oh, I, I'm perfectly fair. I just funny. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> or so you I'm, think. I'm still technically the captain, no matter what. So. All right. So you have the gem, and you're bringing Tegan with you on board. Yep. So put the gem in. Storm Chaser, uh, please direct the airship to an altitude of approximately 200 feet over the town. Confirmed. The town referencing this town immediately adjacent? That is correct. Confirmed. And then it lifts up and rotates and kind of like ascends over what it estimates to be the middle of town, which is pretty close to exactly the middle of town. Temporary storm chaser. For the next ten minutes, disable the anti-norm protocol on the intercom. <laughs> external or internal? External. Confirmed. Duration right, ten Tegan. minutes begins now. All right, Tegan, you got one shot at this. You want me to roll, or do you want me to talk, or what do you? Want I me want to you to talk, and okay. then uh, then you're going to roll a diplomacy check at the end. All right. People of Clear Meadow, an army approaches oh, your hold, gates. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to activate the intercom first. Oh, how do I do that? Storm Chaser, activate the intercom. Intercom active. Okay, and I just talk into this thing. And we hear that out of the. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh... Tormir, Tormir just mentions like shh and just roll with it, roll with it, roll with it. <laughs> People of Clear Meadow, a large army approaches, a vast army approaches, a huge army approaches. You have two options: one, stay, fight, and die, and watch your town destroyed, or come with us and fight this army on better ground on better turf, and utterly destroy those who would enter your town. Okay. Roll, Wait, roll diplomacy. That, that's it? That's it? Did you, did you did, get a did, thesaurus did, reset? Did you, did, you get, did you want to give them instructions on where to go and what to do or anything like that? No. All right. I'm, I'm going to let... I'll let uh, We'll, we'll do that afterwards. So just okay. see, what, see what they decide. Everyone, you're all going to die. We need to run. <laughs> Tormir's about to have to intervene here again. <laughs> I don't need to give them all the instructions. I just need to convince them that it's okay to No, move. you have to give them instructions. Oh, no, roll the diplomacy. Let's see how it goes. 
There is a lot... No one seems to panic, which is good. Um, But there is um, a lot of confusion as to... You know, where they're supposed to go where, you know, when, what, what are we when supposed, are to do? supposed to go so a bunch of people go and start packing uh, one, one person says you, know, you, you see several that are uh, going and grabbing supplies to reinforce the walls because they think that they're gonna that they're not gonna die here and they're gonna fight and so it, it seems like there is everyone is very motivated to do something but the some things that people are doing are varied by individual can I see this uh, if you go and look over the edge, uh, yeah, you can Congratulations, eventually... Congratulations, you, you gave a mixed yeah. message. Okay, I'll go over and take a look, see what's going on, come back to the intercom. We are going to land this airship outside of the walls. Get your things, get into the airship. Um, for those that can't get on the airship or that have horses, um, please go to the tavern and wait instructions there. Just an addendum on that. We have approximately enough room for people to bring one bag of important belongings. I know this is a tremendous sacrifice, but it's going to be shoulder to shoulder in here, and we've got to make room for as many people as possible. Also, which tavern? There's only one in in Clear Meadow. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. It's a brewery, not a tavern, but most people call it a tavern. Um, so as you land the airship just outside of the gates and you see several people, uh, some kind of their faces steeled, uh, others tears streaming down their cheeks, uh, having uh, gathered some things, others scrambling to grab their stuff, we will end the episode there. Bum, bum, bum. So thank you again, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Uh, sounds like we're uh, leading up to a very exciting conflict. Uh, we'll have to see exactly who they can amass and how they're going to battle them, but uh, we'll have to wait till future episodes to see that. In the meantime, please reach out to us. You can find us uh, on Facebook. Our website or our Facebook page is called Paper Pencil Dice. You can also reach us on email at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.